Hi, I'm Kristen Water Sullivan, the founder of Water Sullivan LLC. We are an estate and trust law firm here in Birmingham, Alabama. You can contact us for all of your life and estate needs. We help with everything from estate planning to estate administration, trust and estate disputes, probate litigation, and everything in between. You can find us on the web at watersullivan.com. That's W-A-T-E-R-S-S-U-L-L-I-V-A-N.com. Or contact us at 205-855-5020 or info at watersullivan.com. I'm ready for um, the first joke, but I'm going first this time. Please do. All right. What is the difference between a good lawyer and a great lawyer? Do I need to provide the answer? You know the answer? Of course I know the answer. Yes. <laughs> boo, boo. Uh-uh. Well, I'm going to ask another one. Well, first, go ahead and say it. What's the difference between a good lawyer and a great lawyer? A good lawyer knows the law. A great lawyer knows the judge. Boom, boom. <laughs> I was trying to come with a, a, a judge joke. So here's my other one. Confucius says... Women who sit on judges' lap get honorable discharge. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I have not heard that one. All right, Judge, your turn. All right, um, let's start off with this one. We got three guys. They're walking down the street. Okay. Two of them, they decide to walk into a bar. The third guy, well, he was lucky because he ducked. <laughs> he walked into, they, they a, walk bar. into a bar. <laughs> good right. one. Good one. Hold yeah. on. We going to do the next one in the show. Okay. In November 2016, Judge William Bell was elected to the bench to serve as a district judge in the criminal division for the 10th Judicial Circuit of Alabama after over 12 years in law practice. He is responsible for half of the felony cases, all of the traffic tickets, and worthless check cases for the Birmingham Division of Jefferson County. He is a 1994 graduate of Ramsey High School, a 1998 graduate of the University of Alabama with a Bachelor of Arts degree. After completing his undergraduate studies, Judge Bell attended the University of Alabama School of Law and received his Juris Doctorate degree in 2004. Judge Bell is married to Dr. Emily Bell and has three sons. He is a member of Our Lady of Fatima Catholic Church. He is a member of the Alabama State Bar, the Bessemer Bar Association, the Birmingham Bar Association, the Magic City Bar Association, and the State Bar of Wisconsin. Judge Bell is a spring 1996 initiate of the Ada Chi Chapter, University of Alabama, 
of Kappa Alpha Psi fraternity. Judge William A. Bell Jr. I want to hear another joke. Yes, sir. Got it, got it, got it. it. Telling jokes tonight. Got these jokes, baby. All right. Now, this is a judge joke. So a man is arrested for stealing a can of peaches, and he's brought before the judge. The judge says, how many peaches were in that can? The man replies, well, there were six peaches in the can, Your Honor. The judge said, well, in that case, you will go to jail for six days, one for each peach. In the audience, the man's wife stood up and he said, she said, Your Honor, he also stole a can of peas. (laughs) That sounds like a woman trying to keep him in jail like that. Keeping him in jail just a little bit longer. Just a little bit longer. How did the blind lawyer sway the judge? Ooh, I have no idea. She dropped her briefs. Yeah, man. So let's start here. What's not in your bio, right? What was it like growing up? And of course, we all know his illustrious father. Yes, yes. What was it like growing up as... Dr. William A. Bell, senior son. And what was it like in school? You know, were you treated differently? And um, what sports did you play coming up? And, you know, what was life like? Fill in the blanks that aren't in the bio. All right. Uh, Growing up, I stayed in a neighborhood called Pratt City, 737 Lamplighter Circle. And in my part of the neighborhood, we had plenty of guys my age, so we all played outside, basketball, baseball, football. Uh, growing up, I played baseball with Cedric Sparks, who just left at Central Park. and continued. Really? I did, yes. We were on the team at uh, one time, even though Cedric's a little older than I am. Uh, he's a year older than I am, but we played baseball together, and um, just like most of the kids in my neighborhood, I played basketball as well. Um, went to St. Paul downtown and home. What was your position? Uh, I was a forward. I I could not dribble well, so (laughs) I I could shoot all right. But I had friends who could dribble way better than me, so they were the guards, and I was one of the fours because I was one of the taller kids in the class as well. Okay, okay. Um, So growing up in Pratt City, it was a normal childhood, I think. We just had fun. We were able to go outside and play, and, of course, you had to be inside before the streetlight came on. Yeah. Everybody had bikes or skateboards back then, so we either rode skateboards or rode your bikes until the until it got dark outside. Yeah. Um, played now, just, let me interrupt you for a quick sec. Sure. You, you, you had a lot of fondness in your face when you were talking about growing up and mm-hmm. streetlights coming in and stuff like that. Do you think that has left us? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, and I see it now in my current neighborhood now. Uh, I still encourage my boys to go outside, and they do go outside and play, but it's nothing like how I remember growing up where all the kids came out and played. Uh, now, some days a lot of kids will be outside and they'll go to the park and play, but just as far as playing in each other's yards, that's few and far between. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's like I miss those days. You know, like we would – We'd be all over the city mm-hmm. meeting and hanging and high school organizations and this, that, and the other. What were you in? 
Weren't I, you in Esquire? No, Fi? no, no. I was in Alpha Psi. You were Alpha Psi? Alpha Psi. Okay. Yes, yeah, at Ramsey High School, and I continued playing baseball uh, through my time at Ramsey. Uh, stopped playing basketball in the eighth grade at St. Paul. Uh huh. Yeah. Now, what about Ramsey? What did you do? What else? What else did you do at Ramsey? My alma mater, for those who don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I just had a great time at Ramsey. Uh, I went. I started there my tenth grade year. Um, my parents made me go to John Carroll my ninth grade year, so I, I got tired of wearing uniforms, the white shirts, and the uh, now, khaki slacks and blue slacks. Now my mind is back. Because I rem- I swear I thought I remembered you going to John Carroll. I did. I did. Yeah, it did. <laughs> so when it was like Rams, I was like, ooh, I'm getting old, man. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, but go I, ahead, go I, ahead. I went to John Carroll my first year, and uh, after that, my cousins who were at Ramsey, uh, I begged and pleaded with my parents, and they finally relented and allowed me to go to Ramsey. And I think that was the best uh, experience that I could have had and the best choice that they allowed me to make because at Rams, you know, it's a melting pot. You yeah. got kids from all over the city. Uh, so some of my good friends, they stayed out east, close to Center Point in Apple Valley. Uh, I had friends that stayed in West End, still friends from Pratt City. Yeah. So, yeah, I had friends from all over. I think um, when I look at peers um, – you may be the close one of the closest when i think about people who have and you know parents like we did right mm-hmm. and like where i'm going with this is when you went to school you went to school with multi multicultural people right um from all walks of life, all over this city, I think this is the most beautiful thing about Ramsey, and it it's one of the things that makes us different mm-hmm. because we have we grew up with white kids, right? We did going to school, we you know did. we 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 spent eight hours, nine hours, ten hours a day with with that side. Do you think that your life would be different if you had gone to Parker? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and I say that because uh, some well, of the, whatever the neighborhood school was. Right. Yeah. I would have been zoned for Parker High School. OK. And, uh, back when I would have been in high school, Parker was if it may have been a handful of white kids going there yeah. still. But I was, actually wanted to go to Parker. I'm glad my parents didn't let me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, was, I, I wanted to go to Rams. I had friends in the neighborhood who went to Parker and they used to tell me that they wanted to go to Rams as well. And uh, they were glad that I was going to Ramsey. Uh, but when I was there, it was a nice mix. You had white kids, you had Indian kids, you had Asian kids, and of course you had the black students there. Yeah. So we got to mix and mingle with it, everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, after Ramsey, then Bama. Went to Alabama, yes. Tell yeah. us about that. Uh, well, my mom went to Bama in the 60s, and back then they were still just integrating. I think she was in the second or third class that they allowed really? a lot of blacks to go yeah uh, uh her older cousin he went when they when they were letting regular blacks in and not right. the athletes <laughs> right, right, yeah. right, right. so my uh, mom's first cousin he went the year before she did and he said it was about 100 black students total on campus and um i've talked to him since and he said by the time my mom came the next year the uh, enrollment of blacks had about double 
Mm. But he said when his first year, all the black students knew each other. And I actually stayed in the same dorm, Burke Hall, that my mom stayed in when she was on campus down there. You stayed in Burke? Stayed in Burke and um, had a, a colorful roommate. He was a 26-year-old freshman, uh, Maurice. and But everybody called him Chicago because that's where he was from. And he <laughs> came down to Alabama and he used to roller skate all over campus. And everybody was just amazed at Maurice roller skating <laughs> all over campus and he was a real friendly guy and, and took care of me. He uh, worked downstairs at the store, and he would always make sure that our dorm room was packed with everything they had, the latest and greatest at the store. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. Now, um, while there, you made a mis- one of the only mistakes. Uh-oh. uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just teasing. <laughs> You, you pledged the illustrious Ada Kai. I have yes. often said, I'm not a fan of Kappa, but I'm a fan of Ada Kai. All right. Because, right. <laughs> yes, yes. you know, of course, that's who I hung out with, mm-hmm. um, Burtis. And, uh, but go ahead. Tell us about what was that experience like? Oh, goodness. That that was an experience. Uh, when I got on campus, the uh, Kappas were off the yard. And... <laughs> <laughs> So, so my line was the first line that um, came back after the moratorium suspension, whatever it was that they were off the yard for. So uh, spring 93 was the last line, and then my line, spring 96, came after that. So it was uh, 32 guys online, and we all crossed, and it was an experience. We got a chance to get the house back on campus right behind the biology building, and the okay. year after I pledged, uh, we all moved into the house Um I was fortunate enough to stay one more year outside the house at Rose Towers, but that following year, the second year we had the house, I was elected Polemark, which is the president, so I did have to stay in the house, and we just had a good time because um, the college fraternity, we had a, a central location, and um, anytime the music got crunk up, it was like, all right, it's party time. Let's, <laughs> let's start inviting folks over. Yeah. yeah. Now, I, as I was saying to um, Cedric, um He's always made very good choices. All right. (laughs) And I believe you've always made very good choices. But with that being said, what piece of advice now would you give your younger self? Like, why, be it the Ramsey years, the eight of the Kai years, or whatever. what, What little piece of advice would you give yourself? Uh, I guess just overall time management. Um, you know, when you're younger, you have a lot of free time, but you don't realize how much free time you have. Um, Man, you but about? at Alabama, I, I mean, I made good grades. I went to law school, of course, but I feel I could have made better grades had I managed my time better. Uh, I just remember uh, being on campus and just looking for things to do instead of actually hitting the books, knowing I had a paper due or knowing I had a test coming up. And instead of going to the library like I should have been doing, I was out looking for something to get into. So uh, just time management, I think that would have helped me out a whole lot at Alabama. Okay. Um, going to more football games. Um, back then, we could buy the whole package of football games for, I believe, $40. Yeah. And I used to go to the game some, but I wish I would have gone to a, a more games than I did. I wish I would have gone to more games. I sold too many tickets. Yeah, I, I, sold, I sold my tickets as well. And I didn't go to – I went to a handful of basketball games each semester, but back then you just had to show your ID. Exactly. The basketball game, you walked in, and we used to um, line up for the Kentucky game. That was always a big one. 
that everybody wanted to go to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, um, somewhere between Ramsey and now, and now, now being coming up on Valentine's Day, um, you met a young lady. I did. Yes, yes. <laughs> We're getting ready for Valentine's, so we want to hear love stories. All right. Tell us you all either engagement or how you met, or tell us the Bell love story. All right. Well, we just celebrated 17 years uh, at the end of November. So. Oh, congratulations! Thank you. Thank you. We uh we got married the Saturday after Thanksgiving, and. Y'all got married during football season? During football season. But for whatever reason, uh, Alabama and Auburn did not play that Saturday. I think they played a different Saturday or something, but I remember that they did not have that a was some. That was, a, that was God. Yeah, that, that, was, a, that was a blessing. Because <laughs> yes, yes. we got married in Tuscaloosa. Okay. Um, I was living in um, Milwaukee, Wisconsin at the time. And yes, I, I noticed that you uh, you got to put that in the story now. How'd you end up in Wisconsin? And well, I, I'll get to that. Cool. Um, so I was living in Milwaukee, and well, let me, let me back up. So we met. I was a first year law student. She was a senior or well, a last year medical student at UA okay. UAB's campus. So she was finishing up. I was just getting started. She's from Tuscaloosa. I'm from Birmingham. She went to school in Birmingham. I went to school in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> yeah. So somewhere along the way, we met. Uh, actually, my aunt set us up on a blind date. Uh, my aunt and her husband were supposed to be meeting us at a restaurant, uh, the Cypress Inn, that's on the river mm-hmm. at um, in, in Tuscaloosa. In Northport. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, I arrived there, um, Emily arrived there, but my aunt and her husband never arrived, and they came up with some excuse as to why they wanted to meet us. <laughs> so, of, of course, we had to strike up a conversation, and we hit it off immediately, and um, we began to date. Uh, after she graduated that uh, next year, then she went up to Milwaukee, Wisconsin, because she uh, accepted a residency program there at the Medical College of Wisconsin. So I had to finish up at Alabama. As soon as I finished up, I uh, moved to Milwaukee on New Year's Eve. Uh, so I graduated early. I graduated in December December 20th. Yeah. Took about a week's worth of law prep classes for the bar uh, here in Birmingham. And then on um, New Year's uh, Eve, I flew up to Milwaukee, and we moved in and got engaged that same day. <laughs> wow. Yep. And now 17 years later. 17 years later. Three boys, yes. four years apart. Right. So we got engaged. Uh, we got married that following November. Uh, I came down to Birmingham um, a couple of days early because she still had to work through her residency program. And I was in charge of getting the marriage license. Well, me not thinking, things closed down early for Thanksgiving. So oh, I'm driving to Tuscaloosa man. on Wednesday at about 4 30 i make it into the courthouse and they like we about to close in the next five minutes so and i'm like well y'all can't close because i gotta get this marriage license because y'all closed on thursday and friday and i have to get married on saturday and the preacher has to sign the marriage certificate so i barely made it by about five or ten minutes in the uh, probate office in tuscaloosa county and getting our marriage license and after uh, i did get the license and told my wife the story uh, she almost fainted. <laughs> she almost fainted because she said I almost ruined her wedding. But we end up uh, getting everything squared away just in the nick of time. 
This podcast is being brought to you by Leftover Energy, LLC. I am service. I am uplift. I was um, glad you asked me that question. Uh, you asked me, was Ralph Sheets my principal? Mm-hmm. I did. And I was gl- I'm glad you did because I want to give him a little salute. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was at Ramsey, man, I thought that dude couldn't stand me. Mm-hmm. You know, we young, breaking the rules, you know, he the principal, da-da-da. So, you know, I had one view of him. And, you know, we talk a lot about when you get older, you your sight shifts. You know, it your does. views change, you, you see. And... When I ran for office, he was the first person to call me, encourage me, send me some money, and was like, I believe in you. I've always believed. I mean, he he poured so much. And I was and I was sitting there like, man, I thought this dude could not stand me. Wow. So I say that all for two reasons, and that is, number one, I just wanted to put that man's name on a podcast because um, he he kept me in school when he could have put my butt out, yeah. you know what I'm saying, and, and I appreciate him. And then, um, number two, maybe that will bless somebody. Like, look back, and things may not quite have been what you thought they were. Right. At a certain time. And so you might want to give people a little grace or whatnot. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Anyway, what is your favorite charity right now? Favorite charity? Well, I, I uh, donate annually. I'm a member of the uh, Boy Scouts Council. So um, I always donate to the Boy Scouts to allow youth to uh, experience the outdoors. Because um, a lot of our kids growing up in the city, they don't get a chance to go out on the weekends to go camping, to go canoeing. I have two younger cousins, and they just started in the Cub Scouts, and this was their first time maybe three months ago that they actually went to a, a campground, and they went camping, and they actually had a good time. That's that's awesome, and it's some type of confirmation for me. i got to figure that out because they honored the Boy Scouts at my church this past Sunday. Okay. We had two, um, I don't know if you know Kimberly Booker Graham. and I, I'd um, have to see him, but I don't know it right off. And um, um, her hu- husband, Roderick, is a, an attorney. But anyway, um, their sons got pinned as Eagle Scouts. Okay. Yeah. And, and that, so, that's the highest honor you can get as a, yeah, a Boy Scout. Yeah, man. And, and it's a really big deal. Like, you know, um, when here again, when we were coming up, the Scouts was big. You know, they, and they it, were. Yeah. And yeah. so I'm, I'm glad to know that you're uh, pouring into that. Yeah, and I work with uh, Robert Young. He's a, yeah. a, a older Ada Cabra, and um, he's in charge of uh, – he I help him, and he helps me with outreach with the um, black troops at 6th Avenue and other uh, black troops, and we're trying to get more uh, black youth involved in the Boy Scouts. That's exactly who led this, and he had Leroy Simmons okay. from the Fairfield um chapter so i'm dropping those names and everything out there so just in case people want to get their kids involved with uh scouting absolutely but if you don't answer one of these questions you got to make an extra donation all right all right 
Regent's Park or Rickwood Field? Rickwood. Botanical Gardens or Railroad Park? Botanical Gardens. Protective Stadium or Legacy Arena? Ooh, uh, protective. Uh, finally getting hot here. <laughs> Crossplex or Legion Field? Oh, Legion Field. I, even though I, I have to go to the <laughs> Crossplex tomorrow, Legion Field is right down the street from um, my, my second home. I grew up uh, the second part of my youth in College Hills, and it's about two blocks away. So Legion Field always. You can literally, well, when we were younger, you could hear the games from your house. Yep. You sure over could. the over the loudspeakers. Birmingham Zoo or McWayne Science Center? Uh, I, I love both, but I'm going to give the nod to the zoo. Because okay. I, I remember uh, Monkey Island, as soon as you walked in, they had <laughs> Man, the, the Monkey, Monkey Island yeah. used to be the jump off. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Sloss Furnace or Vulcan Park? Uh, Vulcan. I got to give Vulcan a nod because Vulcan is the symbol of the city, so I'm going to roll with Vulcan. All right. Civil Rights Institute or Negro League Museum? Uh, I've been to the Civil Rights Museum more, so I'm going to give the nod to the Civil Rights Museum. It's um, um, older than the Negro League Museum. I've been there a couple of times as well, but I'm going to give the nod to the Civil Rights Museum. Because I plan right. on going there um, next week since we celebrate MLK. Okay. Barons or Squadron? Barons. I, I've never seen the squadrons play. Um, I'm a baseball guy at heart, so I'm, I've been to plenty of Barons games, so Barons. All right. Legion or Stallions? Birmingham Stallions. Old school. <laughs> old school. Going back to the 80s. Um, Michael Jackson or Prince? Michael Jackson. Biggie or Tupac? Tupac. Who I, is I, the I, greatest I, rapper of all time? Ooh, greatest rapper. Um, yeah, who the goat? Ice Cube is my man. So wow, yeah, I, Ice Cube. Ice Cube is my guy. Uh, now I do listen to Biggie, but yeah. when I when Tupac and Biggie were going at it back in the nineties, I mean, I I had all the Tupac stuff, even his old stuff that didn't sell well. I, <laughs> yeah, but uh, to to this day, um, the artist that you'll find in my playlist gonna be Ice Cube, Pop, Biggie. Michael Jackson, Prince. Um, so, I mean, I like all those guys, but yeah, Ice Cube, uh, that, that's my guy. I love it. I love it. What's your favorite color? My favorite color is red. <laughs> <laughs> For obvious reasons. Your favorite holiday? Favorite holiday, ooh, uh, Christmas. Christmas. Okay. Yeah, enjoy Christmas, putting up the trees, decorations, and all the... Uh, the fun stuff that goes along with Christmas. Especially with kids. Yes, yeah. yeah. Kids, kids make it fun. Do you cook? I do. What's your fa- name? Your What meal would you just throw down making? Well, I, I have this little um, preparation that I do, and it's uh, called Cacho y Pepe. And it's uh, really uh, cheese and peppers. So <laughs> it, it's an Italian dish, and it's kind of like the Italian spaghetti where you use the noodles, you add uh cheese you whip it up with a little bit of water and uh sprinkle some pepper on there and it tastes pretty good so that's that's what i'm known for around the house okay um who is your favorite nba team la lakers lake show yeah lake show lake show they're not doing so hot this year uh last year they didn't do so hot but 
Yeah, I'm big time yeah, Lakers fan. Through the good and the bad. Yeah, I, I don't know if you remember, but back in the day, uh, the Foot Locker at the Galleria, they used to invite NBA athletes to the store that was outside. I think it's a uh-huh. jury store now. And I met uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar probably when I was 10 or 11 years old out there. Oh, wow. And James Worthy as well. Oh, yeah. wow. So even back when Jordan Mania was going on in the late 80s, early 90s, and I did meet Michael Jordan in 1990. Uh, I still was a big Magic. Magic to me is the all-time GOAT basketball player. Okay. Yeah. Who's your favorite NBA – I'm sorry, NFL team? Oakland Raiders, but now they're known as the Las Vegas Raiders. But How did you get to be a Raiders fan? Ooh, um, that's a good question. Bo Jackson probably. Bo Jackson, Marcus Allen. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Those guys. I just love the uh, running game of the Raiders and, yeah, just always been a big fan. And then it, it did help that Ice Cube wore the Raiders hats uh, <laughs> on a lot of his videos, too. There he in, is in again. Yeah. <laughs> iPhone or Android? Don't know how to operate an Android. Don't think I've ever owned one, even though my iPhone, <laughs> the screen is cracked right now. I got to go with my iPhone. All right. If you could have a superpower, what would, you, what would it be? Oh, to be able to, I guess, look into the future. Be able to look yeah, into, look the, into future. the future to see what, what's going to go on in the future. Yeah. Well, let's play a little bit of that right now. Uh-oh, let's look. <laughs> let's look into the future. Tell us what this year holds for you. It's the beginning of the year. It is the beginning know. of the year. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, my kids are getting older. Um, they're transitioning more into sports, and me being dad, I want my kids to be great in all the sports, but I understand that, you know, as you get older, you're going to have to narrow narrow it down, but I don't want my kid to go off to college and not know how, how to shoot hoops, mm-hmm. not how to catch a baseball. Mm-hmm. So I've been uh, working on that, just being a, a better dad to make sure my kids know the athletic portion, because we spend a lot of time stressing uh, academics, and my kids do well in school, but I do want them to be able to be uh, athlete, uh, athletes and to have some athleticism because, uh, you know, nowadays kids get started in kindergarten, mm-hmm. three years old, and you see kindergartens out there dribbling better than adults. I know, right? Uh, I was just at a basketball game uh, last night, and it was a couple of kindergartens. I'm like, man, they shooting at a 10-foot goal in kindergarten? Yeah. So, yeah it's just- amazing what, what – um, and we were talking about this. You wonder what's the right age to start them. You know what I'm saying? Because Absolutely. you don't want them to burn out and all that kind of stuff. Right. But at the same time, how you going to hold your kid back when they like, I want to shoot basketball. I right. want to shoot basketball. Right. Yeah. Right. That's- so So we going through that phase right now. My middle son, he's really in the basketball game. He Basketball, and he had a game last night. But he's starting to dribble the ball all throughout the house. And I'm like, I think I, I remember <laughs> doing that as well. So he he banging the ball in, in my kitchen and uh, anywhere he can he can get a good dribble. Anywhere he can get a good bounce. Yeah. So just uh, working with my kids and uh, my two oldest kids, they run track. So uh, we'd go to a lot of track meets um, with Speed City. That's their track club. And my oldest is on the middle school track team. And I had to pick him up early. He has to meet at the Crossplex tomorrow. So I'm gonna be out there supporting him. I love it. I love it, man. Um, now, I was telling Cedric. We keep talking about Cedric was on earlier. Um, I was telling him that a lot of times people didn't pay as much attention in government and civics and all those social studies and all those classes. 
Well, that's where I was paying attention. I wasn't l- listening to math. and you know. <laughs> So, you know, instead of, you know, b- continuing to be frustrated about people's not knowing the branches of government, who does what and what does this judge do and why do I have to go to that judge? How many judges? Why so many judges? I would love for you to just come on and talk about what you do. What What is your courtroom? And, you know, it's, it's just a little education piece, right? Okay. Um, I do have a seventh grader, and last year that's all he was taking in last semester. He had a government class. And I was like, oh, so dad's going to be teacher when you get home, and I'm going to have to teach him on uh, government and everything. So we spent a lot of time studying uh, the government, and he had to learn the different branches of government, and um, he knew, of course, what I did. So that part came easy to him. The other stuff, not so much. But <laughs> he eventually uh, got down to it, and uh, he passed the class with fly, uh, flying colors. But on a daily basis, I'm a oh, district. and let me throw the. I was just about to say that. Be sure you differentiated district and circuit court for right. me. All right, go ahead. So I'm one of the district judges in the criminal division. Uh, in my building, there's three of us. Um, I handled half the felony docket, worthless check cases, traffic tickets. Uh, Judge Ross, she handles the other half of the felony docket, and then she has some uh, misdemeanors. And then we have a drug court judge, Judge Fortune. She handles the vast majority of the drug cases. So district court, that's where you initially get introduced into the criminal system um, dealing in my courtroom. So you have first appearances, you have preliminary hearings, you have bond hearings and things like that. Um, You have trials, but the trial is before a judge. You don't have jury trials in district court. That's left for a circuit court. If you get indicted um, at the grand jury level, then your case moves on. Now, what is indictment? An indictment means the DA has presented enough evidence to the grand jurors for the case to proceed to trial. And if you are indicted, the grand jury agrees with the DA's office, then they'll send your case to circuit court. So my court is essentially the beginning process of the uh, criminal stage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, in my courtroom, we have, uh, well, what we're going to this year, since I handle all the traffic tickets, a lot of people are getting traffic tickets out of town. And, you know, if you get a traffic ticket, say, driving through Charlotte, North Carolina, you don't necessarily want to go back to Charlotte, North Carolina to deal with the judge and everything. So we've implemented an online program that we're going to get started for Jefferson County. It's not uh, in fully in- implemented in Jefferson County yet, but uh, that's something that's going to be done this year. Oh, that's pretty neat. Yeah, and it's, it, it was rolled out statewide, but each judge has to sign up for it, and I've been sending emails saying Jefferson County is ready to get started. Uh, a handful of counties do have it currently. Okay. But that way, online management, you can ask for a trial date without actually showing up uh, your, for your first appearance because a lot of times people will show up and say, well, hey, where's the state trooper that pulled me over? Well, it's a first appearance. We didn't know you wanted a trial, so you'd have to come back for the actual trial and then that's a, a wasted court appearance in some people's minds because they think all the state troopers are going to be lined up waiting for them uh-huh. on their first appearance. But you have to let the judge know that, hey, you want a trial, then you can come back for the trial date. Well, the online management, uh, you'll actually be able to set your court date and say, I want a trial. So the first time you come to court will be your trial date. You can uh-huh. also pay tickets online. So it cuts out a lot of uh, traffic in the courthouse. That's pretty cool. Um I'm going to be honest, uh, this is 20, 30 years ago. I, I mean, I was I may have been in college maybe before, but 
I went, I, I don't know, I, I watched some on TV or whatever, right? And so I went to a traffic court. And when the policeman wasn't there, I was like, ooh, I'm finna get out of it. Because yes. I had seen stuff on TV right, right. that if, you know, if, if it wasn't there. And that exact same thing, he was like, nah, mm-hmm. that's preliminary. Right, if you want right. him to come, just say you want a trial. Yes. Yeah. Now, what other mistakes do people get caught up on? You know what I'm saying? Calling your office or uh, stopping you on the street. What are, what are a lot of the things? Because I want to clear up. And get people headed in the right directions, you know? Uh, well, the biggest misconception is that if you miss court, there's automatically a warrant out for your arrest. So I that, thought it was. No, that, that's not necessarily true, and especially on traffic tickets. Uh, in my courtroom, if you miss court on a traffic um, case, say your traffic case was set last month, uh-huh. you can come in tomorrow and I'll handle it just like it was last month. The only thing is you wouldn't be on my docket, so you'd have to provide me with your case number. And all that is is bringing your actual traffic ticket to court so I can look you up, and that'll help me out. But, yeah, I don't issue warrants immediately. Now, if you have a felony case and you miss court and uh, your attorney's there and hadn't had any contact with you, then, yeah, a warrant will issue uh, either later that day or the next morning on a felony case. But on traffic tickets, the biggest misconception is, my driver's license is going to be revoked immediately. I'm going to have a warrant out for my arrest. Sheriff Petway doesn't have enough room for all the people <laughs> right. who, who have missed court, and um, they we're not going to lock them up on a on a simple traffic ticket. That's good to know. But I yeah. I yeah. thought that was the case. Now, I, I knew you could call. Right. You know you what I'm saying? Call. But I, I didn't know. So we're not going to tell people they, you know, we we need to tell them to call, man, because right, they, they, need, <laughs> they, they, they need to come in. They, they do need to come in. And um, I do have walk-ins, so if you miss your court date, you can walk in from 9 to 12, Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. Now, I can vouch for that personally. I have had people to come down and holler at you, and you mm-hmm. always taking care of them. Right. So we, we, we thank you for your service. And a lot of people are just uh, scared that they don't know the whole process. They think, you know, if I show up, I'm just get immediately arrested and slapped mm-hmm. in the handcuffs and just sit in jail on a no bond for umpteen days. But, no, you come in. I want you to come in. I want you to clear up your cases because I want to move these cases along too. It's, it doesn't uh, benefit me just having a whole pile of cases sitting on my desk. If for no other reason God sent you here to tell these people, don't worry about that. Right, I'm serious. Yeah. That's that that really is some good information. Um last question. If you had done something else, what would that have been like? I th- I think the best answer I got, I forgot who said it, they would have been an actor. <laughs> and uh so What's the road untraveled? What What's the path untraveled? What would you have been if you hadn't gone to law school and to be uh, a judge? When I initially entered uh, Alabama, I did want to become a medical doctor. I wanted to be an eye doctor. Really? Yes. Um, and back in 96, UAB did have a program, and I was one of the first participants. It was MMEP, Minority, Minority Medical Education Program at UAB. And it allowed uh, minority students who wouldn't otherwise um, have exposure to the medical field because their parents weren't doctors or they didn't have a family member who was a doctor or a friend or anything to get exposed to the medical field. And the group that I was a part of, we all got at least an interview with UAB 
to join the medical program once you graduated undergrad. <clears throat> and why so, did you change your mind? Uh, I did the summer internship. I did the program, and man, it was a lot of blood. Oh, it, 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 it was a lot of blood. So yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm sure I probably could have gotten used to it, but at the time, being a 19, 20 year old guy, I was just like, that is a lot of blood. So uh, I started off in biology at UA, transitioned to nursing. My friends started joking with me, saying, you're going to be cleaning bedpans at the <laughs> hospital. And I'm like, well, I just want to be in nursing so I can get the, you know, the chemistry, the biology, the pharmacology, mm-hmm. and to be around patients and stuff because I plan on being a doctor. But, yeah, it, it was a lot of blood at UAB that summer. I want to thank Judge Tony Bell for joining us. I Wish the best for you, my friend, and I pray for long life and lots of laughs in your household and over your children. Um, Bell family is special to us. I want to thank you all for listening. And as always, a huge shout out to Creed 63, i360news, and urbanham.com. God bless. This podcast has been brought to you by Jefferson County Sheriff's Office.